Thank you for tuning in to the Natty News Daily Podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by our sponsor, Core Nutritionals. You can check out corenutritionals.com for all your supplement needs and use code NattyNewsDaily at checkout to save 20%. Enjoy the episode. What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Natty News Daily. You got the three of us on tap for tonight, and we're going to talk about bodybuilding obviously. And we're going to talk about specifically what we're looking to accomplish this year. Um, all three of us are, you know, in the off season now, different phases. And, you know, we all have different goals, different kind of things we're working towards this year, specifically with our physiques, with where we want to take, you know, our physiques in the sport and all that kind of stuff. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to chat about, especially with new years, a lot of people setting goals for themselves, whether it be within bodybuilding or not. And I think it'd be interesting to give our insight and, you know, how we're planning to achieve what we're wanting to achieve for the year. So let's, uh, let's start with Dan, because Dan's been in the offseason the longest. So where you are in relation to where you're going to be as far as like getting ready to compete, where, where does 2023 take you? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, 2023, pretty much more the same uh, uh of what I did in 2022 um, not really recovering this time around. Cause I was still uh, recovering for basically the front half of 2022. But uh, this year I've, you know, got all the gas in the tank. So um continuing to, you know, mass through most of it, push the weight up. Uh, I'm like 194, 195 right now. So um, I think I touched like 202, ish something like that i was actually that was right around where i was when i i came up to you to see you in september um so i'm anticipating probably getting up getting up there maybe 205 something like that um but yeah in totality i mean um i don't have any like super crazy you know i don't know goals it's more so executing on my daily daily stuff continuing to push the weight up, continuing to make sure training's progressing as I can, take extra reps, extra load where I can, little bit, you know, pennies at a time, basically, and just, just, you know, mm-hmm. compound. So um, I what might you... compete next year. We'll see. But, uh, you, you know, I, you yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to get in any like ridiculous shape. Um in 2023 in order to prep myself for 2024. Cause I'd be doing a fall season. Uh, I mean, la- in 2021, I, I pretty much started my, my pre-prep phase in, in January and I had gave myself more than enough time. So um, yeah, that's kind of the plan. What do you weigh right now in relation to knocking on 205? I'm like 194, 195 right now. So basically like 10 pounds over the course of the year. Yeah, I mean, I might get there earlier. Early. I wouldn't be surprised if I get there earlier. I would. I'm guessing I'll probably hit a mini cut at some point. Um, I'm. I'll probably hit 205 ish. Probably, if I had to guess, maybe June or July. Okay. Um, probably run a mini cut and then mass the the back half of the year and then um, see where things lie. So but, like uh, two two pounds a month ish, pound and a half, two pounds a month then. Yeah, cut a couple pounds a month, something like that. Okay. This is going to be a good chat because I think we're all going to have very different methods, which will be good. 100% different. Yeah. What about training? Do you have any like gym goals? Like, obviously, you were, 
you know, hip thrust in some good weight. You've had a good run with squats in the past. Like any numbers that you want to chase down? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, hip thrusting. I'd like to. I'd like to maybe get up to five and a half plates. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Five and a half for like eight or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm on a pretty aggressive pace at this point, so uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. What's that? I said it shows. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, realistically, more of my glute growth is from the actual stretch movements, but the, the hip thrust is a, a nice short, short bias movement. And it's kind of a, an expression of that growth. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind squat, high bar squatting 405 for five again. I've been having a little bit of issue with it. Um, just getting back up to some old numbers this year. Uh, I mean, I've modified my technique a little bit, um, but had some little, little niggles that have, uh, kind of prevented me a little bit but uh i'd like to get it back up to that four or five for five high bar um other than that i mean i'd like to maybe low incline press like 225 for for a few maybe like five something like that so um that one's progressing well any um like training changes you foresee over the year um you know stuff that maybe gets a little bit more attention than others or are you going to just probably run with what you're doing not particular not particularly no i mean yeah. uh that's something uh, that I'm, like yeah. i think people need to realize is like I, I mean all of us are probably gonna have a similar approach to that where we're like finding something that works and doing that like for the year we're not like 12 weeks then yeah switch 12 weeks and completely switch right like you find that recipe and you just milk it yeah i mean like i modify like movement selections exercise selections periodically when i see fit every one to three mesocycles usually but um sometimes i I, there's movements i've had in rotation for i don't even know like two years at this point so uh, more of the movements that i'm doing like once a week but uh yeah nothing nothing super crazy in in terms of modifying stuff i mean josh and i sat down last year beginning of last year january of last year and uh put together kind of a, a setup for back training and i've just been kind of running that um like i said with with some occasional modifications to exact movement patterns when they they stall out that sort of thing but uh yeah, yeah nothing super crazy um i think okay. i'd like to do do a, a i think another uh strength related goal i think i would like to neutral grip pull up 300 for five that's 300 my body weight plus added load for five so i think i'm up to like 292 for five something like that so I'm on the, I'm knocking on the door of, of that, that 300 total for five, which would be dope. So vertical um, pulling is a strength of mine. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be a really nice one to check off. Cool. Cool. All right. So summed up, Dan's just getting huge this year. Standard. Damn right. All right. Yes, Moving Possibly. to James. <laughs> I feel like mine is so much more chaotic. Where do you want to start? Well, you're having a kid. Yep. 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 <laughs> That is happening sooner that's, rather than later. That's a good um, Yeah, it's it's funny, right? Because my like bodybuilding, I think, is if we look looked at a hierarchy of things that are important right now, it's probably like third or fourth, which is crazy. Like, obviously, I'm still getting my lifts in, but I'm renovating the house, like building the nursery for the child. So there's a very strict timeline there, right? Like when the kid gets here, sometime early April. It needs a room, right? Like there needs How many to be weeks out for a crib. We are literally twelve weeks out, <laughs> and I am. What is, what is your drywall RIR? <laughs> yeah, 
friggin' exhausted. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> zero, zero to one RIR on drywall right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, literally like home are those, renovations. Are those, uh, are those prime nails you're using? Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, with your, yeah, cuff, like, with your cuffed hammer. Don't get me started on I get, I just Cuffs are everywhere. Going. Cuffs are just everywhere now. Someone's going to hurt themselves just with just the strap cuffs. Them on. Strap <laughs> them Someone's going to hurt themselves with the cuffs. Just Call it. A- asinine decisions. Anyway, um, the renovations are like top priority, obviously, because like there's a strict timeline there. And then ATP, like I have been, and you guys know this, like if there were three ends to a candle, I'd be burning all three ends of the candle like continuously and I'm feeling it like truly now feeling it where I'm working. I did the math actually recently because I was curious. I was sitting down talking with Ali. I'm working like 65 to 70 hours a week right now, not including the home renovations, not including trying to just be a father and sleeping, right? That's just between like the few hours that we podcast, all the ATP stuff I'm doing, and then like working my actual job, my clinical job. So the big push this year is to get ATP to a point where I can start to like pull back from my clinical job a little bit. So that would be like priority two, just because I literally cannot sustain this anymore. I've been doing it for, I don't know how long have I known you guys? <laughs> like a long freaking time. Yeah. And it's, I'm feeling it. So I'm trying to get back that balance, but right now it's, it's that crux of where like financially I need both. So something has to grow. Yep. but I can't grow it unless I like suffer more because right now I'm just kind of like status quo, right? Like you gain a little, you lose a little and I'm just stuck. So I got to make some big change. And that's where all these new things that we're doing are coming from like the podcasts and uh, my YouTube and all that kind of stuff, trying to like really make that big push for more growth. So that's yeah, my sh- second part. Shout out real quick to James's YouTube. First uh, mm-hmm. vlog went up. Yeah, very raw. I enjoyed it. Raw, which is that's that, and that's exactly how I want to do it. It's literally yeah. just me like is filming myself and then rambling. Like if I have a thought come into my head, I'm going to turn to the camera and just say it. Like I don't. And so, the one I filmed recently, there's a lot of tangents going on there. So you might enjoy, it, you might not. But anyway, yeah, a lot of projects going on there. Pretty much, we're going to put out courses and eBooks and my YouTube and all sorts of stuff. Which means I'm not sleeping even less now. Not sleeping less, but you know what I mean. But if Sleep we go to body, get to you. it is, it is absolutely. Um, Sleep if we go less, to... influence more. I got it. Yes. Yeah. 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 James absolutely is going to be an influencer 2023. On to Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, so yeah, actually you want to influence real quick. Let me drop a product. Uh, we talked about this off air, Dan and I, and then a little bit Leroy. I tried, <laughs> I tried Corzone for the first time ever because I have been terrified of Pepperzine uh, or Hooperzine or however you want to pronounce it, because I accidentally overdosed myself by like 100 times the effective dose accidentally last year and had a very bad reaction and just about hospitalized myself. Um, so I wasn't sure if I had misdosed it or if I was allergic. So last week I tried and let me tell you what, Corzone I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but it's like low dose Adderall. It felt like I just crushed it. So I will be leaning on that heavily while I'm sleeping less and uh, influencing more. <laughs> so there's my, there's my like core. Uh, I think we there's just hit our quota for the month. Oh, yeah. Quota Natty News Daily. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to get off of all my tangents for bodybuilding for me right now, it's literally just trying to find what's going to work at that time. So where you said like with Dan and you, you find what works and you just kind of stick with it, right? And your split doesn't really change. It's not the case for me, just out of necessity. 
Um, I don't think really anybody knows this, but our group, but I actually sat down with Leroy since um, my, yeah, because I needed uh, someone to consult with <laughs> is how I'll word that. Um, I sat down with Leroy not too long ago and we figured out a split, which on paper is awesome and it addresses all my weak points. And then I ran it for six weeks and found that I was just beating myself into a pulp because my recovery is not where it needs to be because of all the other things to successfully do the large amount of compound movements and like hitting large muscle groups multiple times a week to do that. Right. So it was one of those where like, in theory, this is perfect. This is awesome. This should work. And it did, but it was like literally dreading leg days or some of my other days because I was hitting, I mean, what did we do? I was hitting legs and back and then I was hitting legs themselves and then like push with arms it was literally like every day was like full body minus one muscle group and just like pounding myself to pieces um so that obviously wasn't gonna work so that changed but i will say for the large majority of the last year before that split i was doing kind of like an arnold split your chest and back delts and arms legs and then i was doing a full body as a fourth I've pretty much always stuck with four days of training with my schedule now, just because that's what I can do. I'm trying right now a fifth, just to spread the volume to some slightly smaller sessions that it's easier to recover from. That's kind of like my theory ongoing right now where yes, I might have to sacrifice a little bit to like work out one more day than what I normally would. Maybe like, cause I have half days at work on Friday, I'll do that. But if it means that I can recover easier and like not, drag myself into the gym for the next session that's going to make all the world a difference yeah yeah that makes sense yeah um the the legs in the chest i have been like that's been my emphasis since i stepped off stage and i think we've made some significant growth there for sure just yeah, sh shout out legs. again shout out again to james's quads too i mean they look, recent they instagram look, post top tier i thought they looked pretty meaty i was pretty impressed I, and i honestly haven't taken progress photos in a very long time so I'm, I'm interested to see how things kind of shape up um, as I lean down, which that's kind of currently my phase. So since stepping off stage, July of 21, I have only dieted six weeks up until now. So that was a quick, like aggressive mini cut dropping me from 220 at my peak bulk down to just shy of 200. I went to like 199, saw like a one as the first number for a day or two. And then just kind of bounce right back up to 205. And I've kind of like maintained that for most of the time. And then now my goal for 2023, when it comes to like nutrition and body composition is to try and position myself in a much better place to start prep for 2024. So I'm literally taking this entire year stepwise fashion with diet breaks and all that to drop from the, as of today, like 203 down to like 180. And I want to maintain that 180 while trying to build up my food and like get my composition in a really, really strong place where when I do prep, it's me going from 180 to probably this time, like 155 to push conditioning, maybe 160, depending on how much I've grown. I don't really know. For reference, I've always competed at like 165 to 167. And I had a couple more pounds to lose every single time. Um, so yeah, that's the goal, 20 pound to drop instead of like 40 to 45 pounds to drop with prep, which should make things easier and yeah. should hopefully bring my legs in for the first time ever because they have literally never been lean enough. And that has been like my curse. Solid. I like it. What's your timeline of like when you would want to be 180? 
Um, originally I'd said before the baby's here so that I don't have to like stress about dieting when we're like not sleeping and kind of crazy with two kids and everything. But honestly, I'm taking off a month of work. So I think I could very easily still diet with that. Like yeah. training, training is going to take a hit, you know, even if I'm home because I'm not going to be really sleeping whatsoever. And it's going to be like, try and get a session in while baby number two is napping a little bit or anything like that. So I don't think I have to stress about it right now. I'm just kind of going by feel. I have my target macros that I'm hitting. I like protein obviously stayed the same fats. I dropped just a touch and I'm kind of pulling from the carbs, um, taking a more like auto regulated approach to dieting. Like I know what my maximum is and I won't eat more than that. But if there's a day where I'm not going to train the next day and I'm feeling pretty good and I get to the end of the day and I have, you know, an extra 50, 60 carbs, I'm just not going to eat them because I'm not hungry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I have, I'm at a body fat where I can get away with that. Obviously when prep starts, like that's going to be like much more strict, but for me right now, I'm just being nice and flexible depending on the day and kind of taking, taking a little bit extra off when I have the, the feel that I can. And then I'm using the carbs for training and all that. So I feel like I recall Birdo talked about that in like some of his videos on prep where it was like days that he like felt good and could push that needle a mm -hmm. bit more. He's like, I, I don't need to eat that. I don't feel like I'm not dying. He would mm -hmm. same thing, like opt to push it aside. So mm -hmm. that if you, if you like, I, I think I had, everybody's probably had those days on prep where you're like, man, I don't feel that bad. Like I could not mm -hmm. eat that rice and not care. There might be like some utility, like taking advantage of those days when they come. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say more like definitely I'm at like 15% body fat, right? So I'm not worried about loss of muscle at this point. Yeah. My training's still good. And I'm getting, you know, at minimum 250 grams of carbs, which for performance, if Very I good. structure those around my workout, I'm not going to suffer. Right. So, yeah. Cool. Solid. Yeah. I like it. That's, that's it. I mean, I was thinking similar to a Birdo approach, at least in in a different uh, you know phase of things, and he did yeah. it through his prep. But yeah, yeah. I just got to grow the hair out and like get super super jacked, and yeah, <laughs> that's not that hard. No, it's you know just top tier genetics and yeah, <laughs> beautiful mind. Yeah, and nine yeah. nine hours of sleep a night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not happening ever. I'm always gonna point that, James. <laughs> Hey man, it's not like I'm like willfully not sleeping. It's just, it just doesn't happen. It can't happen. <laughs> I love it. Um, All right, Leroy. My turn. So I actually had a call with the boss man um, before Carrie and I left for our honeymoon. So I think it was first week of December. Uh, so roughly a month ago. Um, so I'll, for those that maybe don't know, boss man is Cliff Wilson. Um, so I did a video call with him um, just to kind of square up. Uh, it had been uh april may june july august like eight months after i'd competed in the spring and uh you know i sent him across some photos and that was it i said here's the photos let's line up a call i didn't give him any context outside of that so he just kind of he's not huge on social media so whether he really is up to pace with what i've been doing i, I have no idea like i don't know if he's seen the training videos like i tag him and stuff all the time i don't know if it goes missed i don't really know so i was just here's the photos let's have a chat and we'll kind of figure out what this year is going to look like so um i sent him the photos across he had lots of good things to say which was great um physique wise he was happy with how things are looking so as far as 
what we're focusing on from a physique standpoint this year um, is kind of the same of what I've been working on is continuing to focus a lot of effort on my back and uh, continuing to do some more direct arm work. I think it's paid off and it's only going to continue to do so. And I had, you know, that glimmer of potential within classic physique this season. And I think that will only stand taller when I compete again. And arms is definitely an area that I think will continue to have that stand out. And especially me being a smaller bodybuilder, even within bodybuilding the division, um, you know, filling out, you know, that front double bicep with that arm is only going to aid in that, which I think is probably the shot that is, it's not bad, but I think that's what's missing to make it up to snuff with some of the other poses that I'm a lot more comfortable in, um, which is only going to help. I had asked about my quads um, because when we come off the season, it was something that he said to focus on, um, but he was very happy with how they were looking in the photos. So um, the one thing, you know, Dan mentioned squatting earlier, wanted to get up to like 405 for all that kind of stuff. And, I was always very stubborn with barbell squatting and like hammering it because felt like I had to big basic compound movement, but it always pooched my knees. Um, I was always having knee pain, you know, after the sets, but plugged away with the other stuff, you know, the, the subsequent days after it, like patellar tendon just inflamed. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't bend down to like do up my shoe without like, ow, that's uncomfortable. Or like if I had, if I dropped my knee on the floor to like do something like that hard surface, like that pressure, it was just like, no. And it was only squatting. So after I come out of the prep, I was like, okay, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to kind of reevaluate my training a little bit and like reset some numbers on things and just be a bit smarter. So I haven't, I, I think I squatted for like a week or two maybe even like a couple of weeks after the show. And I was like, no, this still is not comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like this is not doing me any good. I think like it's weird because it definitely got me some development, especially like, like squats really like would trash my glutes. Like the next day my glutes would be sore. And I think from a development standpoint, it definitely had its impact, but it came with like fucking knee pain galore. So eventually it's, you got to make that call. Right. So now, you know, I reset a lot of movements with like leg pressing and squatting and, you know, doing different setups with the wedges for lunges and that kind of stuff. And I think this is the most consistent like quad doms I've ever had. Like after Sunday's leg workout, you know, what's today, Tuesday, my quads are sore, but like usually there's carryover like Wednesday, Thursday, and it's not high volume. Like it's like eight sets, but it is so you know, people like accurate. It's so accurate that it like is on the money and my knees are no pain. So That's great. Yeah. So it just like, for me, it's, it's kind of one of my big things this year is continuing to like mature that mindset towards my training and yeah. not being married to mm -hmm. movements just because they're whatever. Cause they're X cause mm -hmm. Dorian did it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, I agree and, with it, that. And, it, and it's paid off, right? Like I, I, you know, will I ever squat again? Like maybe, but I think, again, reminding myself I'm a bodybuilder. I what's will the goal? What's yeah. the goal, right? And, you know, now I can go into, uh, you know, every session, you know, excited about getting quality work done, but not 
being like, man, this is going to hurt tomorrow mm-hmm. and not in a good way. Like my quads being wrecked the next day. Totally cool. That's what you but want. It, yeah. Yeah. But it's like joint pain and shit. Like, you know, as weird as it sounds, like I've noticed, you know, I'm not old by no means, but even from 25, I'll be 29 this year. Like the recovery and the pain that I can get. And at 25, I could brush it aside and be fine. But now, even just those couple of years later, and I know it's only going to continue to, you know, theoretically get worse as I get older if I keep doing it, which I don't want. So mm-hmm. that's that's a, a goal of mine with training is to continue to just make it better, right? Just get better at training. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we when we were talking about it and he was like, you know, you made a really good stride like the last, you know, eight to 12 months of your off season before we started prep. And he's like, I think you've you've done that as soon as you stopped competing in the spring, like you've already hit that ground running and you've got three years to do it. And we saw what you did in a year. Now we're just going to three X that. Mm-hmm. So that that's exciting. Um, I always set performance goals for myself. Uh, I, that's a huge motivator for me in the off season. So, you know, I'd hit that three fifty bench, which was super cool. Um, you know, I'm going to chase down like for, for that movement specifically, like three fifteen for an eight to 10 is a target of mine. Um, hack squat like if i can get right now i'm like five plates and change for like some paused like eight to tens if i can get that up to like five and a half six plates this year that'd be pretty cool um trying to think of what else like everything else is just like so little that like having performance goals for it is kind of dumb like i'm doing like you know the lateral raises and that kind of stuff to like and like arm training, like I'm not like, if I can get like my dumbbell curl up 10 pounds over the course of a year for some good quality reps, like that's cool. Um, yeah. but well, this is, this is a good point. Cause this is a conversation I've had with a lot of my clients, right. Cause I've had a couple competitors that are transitioning into like the, their first true long off season. And they're like, the lines are getting blurred. Right. And they're like, well, how do I know I'm progressing? I'm not lean anymore. I can't see like the shape. Um, so we've talked about like the strength goals through a moderate rep range, which is like, I think tier one, right? Like find something through like a six to 10 rep range. It's a movement that you need to progress on to assess, you know, address your physique weak points, but for like arms, right. It's tough. Like you said, you're not going to say, I want to curl 80, right? Like, all right, you're not going to curl 80 pound dumbbells with good form. But if you do like a total volume goal, I think that can be fun too. Cause then you're chasing that, like I'm going to hit. 5,000 reps of curls with a yep. dumbbell 30 or greater before I prep again. And then it's yep. like every session, yep. like there was, there was 50 reps and then 50 reps and 40 and, you know, and you just kind of like whittle away at that total number. And that gives you something to kind of chase after, right? Put it on the whiteboard, count down. And then it yep. gives you like almost a like internal countdown to prep too, yep. where if you're, yep. if you're slacking and you're skipping stuff, you better pick it up. Right. Totally. Yeah. Do you take yeah. that approach? Leroy or is it a little bit different I've never considered that in my life but I think that's cool um yeah I mean it's like I like I track it all do you try to like progress from last session oh religiously like yeah I'm 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 the log booker right like I'm always trying another rep or another five pounds right like that's kind of how I operate yeah Um, that's how I am too but uh, like some I've always had like some overarching like big things right like last off season like I wanted to squat 500 I wanted to deadlift mm-hmm. 600 just for one, right? Like just, those were some one rep yeah. goals, but I've shifted away from that and being like, okay, what can I do for an eight to 10? What can I do? Hell that 225 mm-hmm. for 20. I've been chasing that 
and failed at it five times since the spring. And then it finally just hit it. Right. So that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, say like, like a leg press, right? Like whatever I can like chase down, like, I don't know, six, 700 for a set of 20 continuous. Like that would be something I would work towards versus not like squatting, you know, 500 for one. So it's, it sounds like the bigger ones, you kind of have those long-term goals versus the smaller ones is more like lots of short-term ones. Like, let me see what I can progress from last session versus the other one. It's like, oh, I'm chasing this number down the road. Maybe it'll come two months from now. Maybe it'll come three months from now. I mean, you're still kind of chipping away, but it's not like, oh, I want a lateral in like, in like six months, I want a lateral raise forties for whatever, 12. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. The benefit of some of those volume driven goals, which I, this is, it is something that I actually do. I set a couple of them. One of them was like dumbbell bench press. So I hit my strength goal. I wanted to do like multiple sets of 10 with the hundreds because dumbbell bench has always been super weak for me. Right. So check that off. Right. The only problem with, if that's your only goal, in my opinion, is if you hit it once, you never had a follow-up to it. So it's like, cool, I did it. And then now I can rotate that movement out and completely forget about it where it was your main driving factor. And maybe it was doing a lot for your physique. So the volume gives you that like repetitive nature, right? You have to keep it in some sort of your rotation for a long period of time. Or if I say like the curls, right? I want a dumbbell curl, you know, the thirties for a thousand reps. That's going to take a long time to do. So most of your mesocycles need to have that movement in for you to hit that goal which means you're holding yourself accountable to a movement that you've self-selected as one that you like, that you have a good connection with, and that will address your physique weak points. So James, a follow-up question. Whenever you hit that goal, are you kind of like, oh, this movement's done. I hit my goal or like, because for me, it's like, I kind of hit that target. Like, like I hit, you know, like for example, my hip thrust, I hit 495 for 10, which I actually was not expecting. And now I'm like, like I hit that. I'm like, I'm not like immediately jumping to the next goal. Like I'm like, I love this, but I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit, maybe I can hip thrust like five and a half plates for eight. Like, well, you know, what's hilarious when ooh. you, what made you, like, what, that just triggered. So when I did the 350, I instantly was like, like almost as soon as I racked it, I was like 405 in my lifetime is not impossible. Yeah. yeah. Like that's immediately I mean, where I went. It, take, it, it takes it takes me a little bit more time, but yeah. Oh, I was instant. But but <laughs> I, I I do go there though. Like holy shit, maybe I can hit that. Yeah, for sure. Then it's like oh, another chase. Yeah. I think for me it depends on like how tough it was to get it right. Because if I had to wreck myself to hit that goal, then I might have the conversation of like, is it worth it to chase the next goal, or should I be smarter yeah. with exercise selection, right? So because in the past I have like when I hit my four oh five squat goal. I stopped squatting after that. I was like, screw that. Like I'm done. I hate squatting I did it. now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I and think that it, might actually yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, it comes back to what Leroy was talking about with, with just, just being smart about your movement selections and not, not compromising and like, you know, yeah. what's the goal here, you know, but, but, yeah. you know, but within that, like there are movements that you could just continue progressing and chasing numbers yeah. and it's completely within the goal. So like for me, um, I'm always thinking like execution comes first. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter what the, the number on the bar I could chase. I could probably hit thrust. Like, I could probably hit thrust five and a half plates for eight. Now, if I just dive bomb, and just dive bomb all my eccentrics, like just dog shit mm-hmm. it. But it's like, that's yeah. not getting me what I want. I want, you know, now I want mm-hmm. five and a half plates for eight with execution. That's, you know, 
that's yeah. highly stimulative. Like yeah, it's yeah. you know. So Absolutely. anyways. I think part part of it for me was just simply, and this is probably the same for a lot of people. You both are like very well settled into I'm taking a long off season. I think a lot of athletes and myself at times have been like, didn't make enough progress. Let's jump back into a prep where those long-term like volume driven goals or whatever goal it is stops you from prepping, right? Like if you are truly holding yourself accountable to that, like, nope, I haven't hit my thousand reps. I haven't hit my 5,000 reps. I haven't done this. Like I cannot prep until you know, these are non-negotiables pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, that was good. That was a good chat. I think, uh, so outside of like training, um, Cliff said I need to eat more vegetables. So I'm, I'm making a <laughs> conscious, conscious effort to eat more vegetables. And just outside of that, um, trying to be more health conscious, um, mm-hmm. you know, really making sure I'm on top of like supplementation for my vitamins, you know, like I've started adding in ashwagandha, um, zinc magnesium before bed making sure like morning vitamins all that like greens powder that's taken care of um, being expansive with fruits during the day like that kind of stuff um, and then just trying to you know within bodybuilding like make sure I'm healthy right like mm-hmm. kind of goes back to my knees and stuff like that but just making sure my body is in a good spot with not just focusing on protein carbs and fats but like, what are the other small things that you can add into the mix? And, uh, I feel good. Like, I feel like if, with how I feel now and how I felt since coming out of prep, like if I can just feel this way for the next three years, I think, uh, I think the end result will be pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I like it. Yeah. And that, that, into... Go ahead. I would say that that health will facilitate your physique as well. You yeah. know, a healthy, a healthy body is, is much more, uh, adaptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i was just gonna say i bought a bunch of broccoli sprouts or are they broccoli sprouts some sort of sprout a whole bunch of sprouts and i want to like start growing them because they literally just take a mason jar in the sunlight and i want to start throwing them into my uh my like chicken and rice and stuff like that for extra fiber and extra vegetables super easy right and you don't even really taste them yeah it's like, he, um, he, he was like vertical uh, diet style yeah yeah he was like just get a big bowl throw a shit ton of vegetables in it you're in the off season, put some dressing on it and just eat it. So I've been doing what's the, like, what's the dressing of choice. I got to know. I'm either going, uh, Caesar is going to be tier one. Mm-hmm. And if I had to go a second option, it's ranch. Okay. I would flip those. I'd say ranch first, ranch above all. But when I'm blue, dieting, blue it's the zesty Italian. That's fair. Mm, ranch okay. is good. I, I'm not, I'm not hating on ranch, but blue cheese is better than ranch. But yeah, like, so tomorrow I have like, a, I'm going to trigger some people, <laughs> a big bowl of just spinach, lettuce, sliced peppers, uh, cucumber, carrots. And then I just like, when I'm ready to eat it, I just mix some dressing and just pound away. Uh, the fine line right now is just with my appetite. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm knocking on like, Oh, other thing been training fasted for two weeks now, except for the weekends. Cause I have time to eat, but I've been getting up liter of water pre in the gym zero mm-hmm. issues with performance so salt too yeah a little bit of salt yeah. yeah and uh yeah so that's been interesting is not eating before i train because i always thought that, that i knew that i always thought that was just blasphemy but here yeah. we are I've been, I've been doing it as well just because when i found when i was forcing food in like when i, I get terrible. up in the morning and yeah, I was I was bloated. I was burping it up the whole time, and it was just yeah. awful because they don't have that time period, right? It's literally it was like shoving a protein bar or like 
rice cakes into my mouth as I'm walking out my door to walk into the garage, yeah. you know, 10 feet away to start training. Yeah. I was getting up at, cause like, I'm not like, I'm still trying to get good sleep too. Right. So I don't want to get up mm-hmm. earlier than necessary. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I set my alarm at six. I can get out in the gym, like six 45. And I would have like a shake and like Gatorade powder or like a shake and a rice cake. And even that was becoming like too much, which like to a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. like that's nothing, but it even just, it wasn't doing it for me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to train fasted. And like, no, I, I feel better. I, I'm arguably performing better without food now because I don't feel mm-hmm. that bloated, you know, like you said, burping and just like trying mm-hmm. to digest something and then slamming mm-hmm. a pre-workout. Like it just doesn't work. So are you drinking an intro or anything? Yeah. That's so that, I got intra, I got, I got 30 grams of Gatorade powder, EAAs, intra, and then mm-hmm. post. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. I'm, oh. I'm using cores interaction and i'm really liking that as well same thing i have been same like i salt some gatorade powder and that was it for a while yeah, yeah. um but no i'm liking it a little bit it's yeah good. so it's i think that's another like goal of mine is to just like continue to like maybe question like my beliefs with certain things like just in life in general but like with bodybuilding right like oh i have to squat if i want big legs well, i don't prove that wrong oh i have to eat before training you need you need to have most of your carbs around your workout or your blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm clearly proving that wrong. Like I'll go hit a PR tomorrow morning on no food, right? Like just all these things that there's definitely some merit to them, but to not be like bent out of shape that if I don't follow them, I'm just going to be small forever. Like, I think that is, that is continuing to be something I will learn this year about bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Cool. No, I like that. That's, that's evolution as a bodybuilder, right? Or maturing as a bodybuilder, whatever you want to call it, right? Like being able to challenge your own beliefs without taking, you know, your training system personally, which a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. What a beautiful way to end the episode.